As those of you who know who are regular listeners to our series, one frequent resource we tap into is the healthcare professional who develops the disease in question because of their unique perspective. In the final part of our program, we meet two such people. The first, a 60-year-old oncology nurse who had an ER-positive, PR-negative, HER2-positive breast cancer with three positive nodes and was enrolled in NSABP clinical trial B31 of adjuvant trastuzumab, where she was assigned to receive AC followed by paclitaxel trastuzumab. In an earlier conversation with Dr. Huddis, the issue of AC chemotherapy came up in comparison to TC, docetaxel cyclophosphamide, and one major issue there was the potential for cardiomyopathy and leukemia with the anthracycline, but also the question of acute GI toxicity with AC, which in some patients, such as this woman, can be very severe. However, this patient began our conversation by commenting on her initial reaction to the diagnosis. It was November 17, 2004. I was lying in bed, and as a matter of fact, I was reading the Bible. And I had the Bible in my right hand, and I was turning the page with my left. And my hand just dropped down, and I felt something in the right breast. And I jumped out of bed, and I started feeling, because I didn't do breast examinations, because I have what they consider cystic breasts, and I was always feeling things that I thought was lumps, and then I'd go to the doctor, and they would say they didn't feel anything. So I just started doing my mammogram and not worry too much about the breast exam. Anyway, I had the mammogram done the next day and an ultrasound by the radiologist who did the ultrasound told me that he felt it wasn't a cyst, it was a tumor. But he wanted to do a biopsy the next day, and that he did. And he said, just by looking at the tissue he took out, that he was almost positive it was malignant. Well, a week after that, I had a lumpectomy. And I had my first chemo, I think three weeks after, the 4th of January. And I had adromycin and cytoxin. It was very toxic for me. I had a second treatment on the 25th, and that almost killed me. I was in hospital for... 21 days, and I was on all sorts of antibiotics. Anyway, after a month's rest, I started on Taxol and Herceptin. I had 33 treatments of radiation and Herceptin. How's Herceptin? Well, the first dose I had, I wasn't given any pre-med, and I felt fine. I had it through my port, and I was sitting there. It was raining the day. Otherwise, I would have left already, and I said, let me just wait until the rain blows off a bit. And then I just suddenly developed chills, almost like flu-like symptoms with, like, stuffy nose, general aches. And they gave me two Tylenol, and I couldn't take a Benadryl because I was driving myself and I was scared of falling asleep. 
So after that, I have never had any other problems with Herceptin. I suffer from fatigue. I'm easily fatigued. I'm not sure if this is from the Herceptin or from the total experience of chemotherapy, you know, having been so sick with it, you know. What was your life like before this started? What were you doing? How were you spending your time? Well, I am a registered nurse, and I work at the bedside, so I did 12-hour shifts. And you work on an inpatient unit? Uh-huh. Hmm. Have you taken care of a lot of people who've received chemotherapy? Yes, and I tell you, I have been at that hospital for 17 years, and I have never seen a patient as sick as I've been. It was just unbelievable. I couldn't eat. I was everything they tried with my nausea. Nothing worked. So that was the problem, the nausea and vomiting. Nausea and vomiting and consequently generalized weakness, malaise feeling. And were you able to find a way to control that eventually? or was Yes, it- once the toxicity of the agia and the cytoxin was out of my body, then I gradually started feeling better. Do you live alone or do you have a family? I live alone right now. How were you spending your time in addition to working before you were diagnosed? I love gardening, and I have quite a, I wouldn't say large, but a moderate amount of friends. We are always in the malls and that sort of thing. And I watch an adequate amount of TV. What made you decide to go into the study? Well, I am willing to try anything that's available to try and prevent a reoccurrence. I know that some people reoccur, some don't, and I'm not quite sure why this happens. So I was happy to go in the study to ensure that I have done all I possibly can to prevent a reoccurrence. Now, how long have you been an oncology nurse? 17 years. Has this experience changed your perspective? Yes and no. At this point, I cannot be an oncology nurse, but I do have a desire to help or work with patients who have breast cancer. I feel I have something to offer, having been so sick, and at the present time, I'm feeling so good because I did not think I was going to make it. My potassium at one point was 2.6, and they couldn't do anything to get it up. I was taking pills. I was getting it in IV fluids, and, you know. You said that you couldn't be an oncology nurse at this point. Why is that? I still have some residual feelings whenever I see the adriamycin. I will be at the center, and I see them hanging, and I can literally feel like the nausea is going to come back. It hasn't, and that's just in a small setting. I don't think I'm ready to deal with other people actually vomiting on a daily basis. No. I can understand that. What were you expecting when you started the chemotherapy? I thought I would breeze through it. 
you can call it denial if you want, but when I first was told that I had cancer after the because I didn't believe it till the pathology report came back. And it was almost like I was just on like on a pilot. I'm just going through the motions. You say do surgery, I do surgery. The surgery was uneventful. I went through it pretty good, no real major pain. And then I was ready to do the chemo because this is the next step. And I thought, so I have cancer, I'm going to deal with it and get on with my life. And when you got that first dose of chemotherapy with the AC, what happened? Well, I was just nauseated from the second day. I'd call Dr. Tanchu. I was getting everything, Emend, Compazine, Zofren. So you were okay the first day? The first day I was all right. And then the second day you the got very sick. The second day I got sick. And nothing passed my lips for 11 days. They tried many different things and oh. nothing worked. I tried just drinking. I had Gatorade. I had Boost. I had Ensure. I, you know, just something. Was there anyone to help you? Yes. My friends literally moved in. So how long did that last? 11 days or? Yeah. At the end of 11 days, I started feeling a little better. I was able to tolerate light meals like fish I could eat, but no meat that was too heavy for me. So you were sick for 11 days. Then I had a treatment because I was on a three-week regime. So what were those 11 days like? I thought, well, this I did not bargain for, you know. To take a shower was about all you could do. You would have to sit and wait to dry off. You know, you were so exhausted. It sounds horrible. I tell you, this is why I say in the 17 years, we have had inpatients who have come back neutropenic a week after they've had the chemo. But I have never seen anybody so wasted like I was. I lost 20 pounds in six weeks. What was going through your mind? I thought I was going to die. I really did. And when I had the second chemo, the first one was on the 4th and the second one was on the 25th, I was a little surprised that I had the chemo because I didn't think my body could stand it, you know? What made you decide to go ahead with it? Because someone who is a friend of mine, she said to me, the first one is always worst. So I kept hoping now, okay, I've had the bad one, you know, so the second one wouldn't be that bad. After that first dose of chemotherapy, what happened to your hair? Well, I was prepared for that. I had cut my hair real short, and it came out exactly 14 days after the first chemo. What was that experience like? You know, as much money as I had spent on my hair previously... It wasn't as devastating as I thought it would be because I was so sick. I mean, the hair was the least of the problem, you know. And I kept it short because I didn't want to see strands of hair as I've seen with other patients in the hospital on my pillow. That would have really 
been hard on me. It must have been very frightening to take that second treatment. Well, it was, but I wasn't as frightened as about two days later when I could barely even go to the bathroom by myself because I was so weak. So it started up again? It started up again. You were nauseous again? Nauseous again. And then my counts was dropping. I had no nutritional. They were supposed to be ordering maybe TPN for me to have at home. But then in the end, I had to be admitted to the hospitals because all my counts was completely off. How long were you in the hospital? Well, I went in, I think, on the 2nd, and I was discharged on the 15th of February, and I was home for four days and readmitted until the 2nd of March. Was still more nausea and vomiting? This was just generalized weakness and nausea. I wasn't even vomiting. I was so dehydrated. I wasn't even vomiting. What was your condition at the time you you had the chemotherapy a third time? Well, I had Taxol when I went about, I think it was in March they started me. So you had just two doses of Mm -hmm. AC? So you had two doses of AC, and they both sounded very, very difficult. Yes, they were. And then you switched over to Taxol. Uh-huh. How was that? Just fatigue was my main. And then I developed neuropathy about after the ninth treatment, you know, in my hands and my feet. Did you have any nausea or vomiting with the Taxol? No. I could eat anything and not have a problem. I found, though, that tiredness was mostly... My, I was exhausted with the least amount of things at first. It was just perseverance, and gradually I built my strength up, you know. What did you feel like when you finished the chemotherapy? What was your condition at that point? I was improving, still not where I wanted to be, but I had no specific discomfort, And then I had a mugger scan, and the ejection fraction was low, so we thought I had some heart damage from the initial adria. So they had stopped the Herceptin for about, I think it was either six or eight weeks. And then I saw a cardiologist. He did a stress test, and then he did a cardiac cath. And it was okay. How long did it take you to kind of get your normal energy back, or have you gotten it back? I don't think even now I am, because I'm looking for employment now, but I know I cannot do 12 hours like at the bedside where you walk up and down, you know. How long has it been since you finished the chemo? I finished chemo in July. And I started radiation after that, and I finished that in September. So you finished chemo a little bit less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And you still don't quite have the same energy level that you did before this all started. No, I don't. What's your weight like now compared to before? I'm right where I was before. Hmm. I thought this would be a slimming experience. It hasn't been. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. Only for that time when I couldn't eat. 
Do you feel that in some way you've learned something about, you know, being a patient with cancer that you didn't know before as a nurse? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like what? One of the chief things I have learned is that having been on the other side of the fence, I think it's vital that you spend time with the patients, allow them to verbalize their feelings, because they kept giving us more and more patients. And, you know, someone is newly diagnosed. I was at an advantage in the fact that I knew a little about chemo. But believe me, when you're the patient and as sick as I was, it's like you know nothing. So I feel if I go back to the bedside, it would be in an area where I could have the time to talk to people. Because even at the center, every one of us have had different experiences, even though it's still the same breast cancer, you know. And things seem so much better when you can share it with someone who has actually gone through it that it's not quite so scary. What would you say to a woman who's kind of just beginning down the path that you've already been down? I would tell her that she might be lucky and go through the treatment without too much side effects because others have. But by the same token, I'd say there will be times when you might not feel very good. And I said, I know that because I went through it. But it gets better. It maybe gets worse before it gets better, but it does get better. Do you regret having made the decision to receive the treatment? You know, when I was working the floor, I've always said I would never take chemo. Really? I have always said that. But I think when you're faced with the decision, because basically, regardless what your life is, people want to live. When you used to think that you'd never take chemo, what were you thinking at that point? Because I've seen a lot of people have done everything to the book and still have the cancer reoccur, you know? And you think, well, is it as good as they say, you know? But by the same token, I know living people who have been through it and eight years, 10 years, and are still here. I guess as an oncology nurse in a hospital, you might end up seeing people who maybe had more problems than the average people. Mm I guess if they just got their chemo and never had another problem, you never would have seen them. Do you think that as an oncology nurse, maybe you underestimated the impact of chemotherapy on the patient? Absolutely. Yes. It's not like an antibiotic. You know, it has more far-reaching side effects than some can be fixed quickly, some can't. It's just time and... You keep plugging at it. Well, I think a lot of oncologists and oncology nurses reassure people about nausea and vomiting by saying we have all the new medications to try to deal with that, and it's probably not going to be a problem. And certainly patients do a lot better today than they used to, but there still are people like you who have problems. 
There is nothing that I know of for nausea that I didn't get. I got stuff I didn't even know about. I think it must be a particularly distressing experience to have nausea and vomiting. You didn't even want to swallow your saliva because you felt anything could trigger it off. You couldn't sleep at night because you slept so lightly that you were conscious that you were actually, you know, swallowing the saliva. What was it that was sort of keeping you going through this? I have to say family and friends, and I had good support from my doctors. My family doctor, I've had him for about 13 years, and Dr. Tanchu, she was always open and willing to discuss anything that was bothering me. Any advice you might give to patients about sort of dealing with what you've had to deal with? Well, ideally would be to avoid cancer if you could, but since you can't, just know that you can get through it. You know, there's a lot of new medications and treatment. I would say at least 80% of the time is effective. So... It's interesting. Looking at you, you look quite well. Yes. Do you feel well? I feel well, yes. Other than the fatigue that I get at times, I have no complaints.